Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 8 o'clock here. 106.7 The Fan. Toby Altizer with you until 10 o'clock. So... Washington Commanders learned today that they're going to have a little extra cap space. They already had the most of any team in the National Football League. Today they learned they have a little bit more. What should they do with it? 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. You can also tweet at me at Toby underscore Altizer. So let's take a look at the offseason. I'm going to put on my Adam Peters hats. I'm going to sit in his chair. I'm going to make some of his decisions we're going to take a look at some things that they could do this offseason. Looking at some of the free agents maybe they could sign. Looking at guys they should keep. We'll even get into the first couple of rounds of the NFL draft. Just some ideas. I'm not going to get into the little moves, right? Whether they sign a Cornelius Lucas back. or Whatever the case may be. Not the little moves, but some of the more high-profile things they could do this offseason. What do you want to see them do? I have my list right here. So we'll start here. I'm interested to watch this. I don't necessarily feel like they have to do this, but this is something to note. I believe post-June 1, they can save about $13 million if they release left tackle Charles Leno and tight end Logan Thomas. I don't necessarily need them to get rid of either of those guys. So, And also, you're already sitting in the catbird seat with the most cap space. So if you want those guys to still contribute next year, I'm totally fine with it. Both are good players. I think Charles Leno gets a little more grief than he deserves. I think he's a better left tackle than a lot of people think that he is. He's not the best left tackle in the league, but for what he's making, I think that Charles Leno is an effective tackle in this league. So I'd be fine keeping those guys. 
But just pointing that out, those are two guys that if they were to want a little bit more cap space, they can move on from and get about $13 million. But let's start here. Guys on the team right now that are free agents that you'd want to bring back. And we just look at the list, some of the guys that are free agents from the team. Curtis Samuel, Kendall Fuller, Jacoby Brissett, Cody Barton, Tyler Larson, Antonio Gibson, Sadiq Charles, Cam Curl, James Smith-Williams, Casey Tuhill. I would like to see the defensive ends back, probably at least one of them, whether it's James Smith-Williams or Casey Tuhill. I'm fine with either of them. I'm interested with Sadiq Charles. I don't know if they bring him back. He's obviously not going to be your starting left guard, but would you want to keep him around as depth? Curtis Samuel's an intriguing one. I'm personally not bringing him back, but I could understand if someone wanted to consider bringing him back as your third receiver once again. I mean, thought he played really well last season, but I don't want to necessarily pay the price for Curtis Samuel, so I'm not going to do that. Kendall Fuller, I think, is an intriguing one for me because... I think it'd be nice to have his veteran leadership in that cornerback room when you look at the guys that are in that room right now, in Emmanuel Forbes, in Quan Martin. Having a veteran like that around just for some continuity, I think, would be a nice thing in that room. And I thought he played well last year. He was not bad by any means. So I wouldn't hate bringing him back, but I'd be interested in the price tag because I don't know if I want to pay a huge number for Kendall Fuller to stick around for one to two, maybe three years. So... That's something that's intriguing, but I wouldn't hate if the team decided they wanted to bring back Kendall Fuller. The guy that I think is at the top of everyone's list that they want to keep an eye on. I saw him tweet a video out today. Cameron Curl. He's intriguing to me because I think he has so much versatility. He's someone that's so slept on around the league. A lot of people talk about him around here. And if you would have asked just about anybody going into the season... Before this year, you say you want to keep Cam Curl, even if it means paying a little bit more than maybe you want. They say probably, yeah, right? A lot of people love Cam Curl. He's a good football player. Maybe he doesn't pop off the screen because he's not intercepting the ball. He's not always forcing fumbles. He's not always diving on loose balls. Like He's, he's someone, though, that is more important, I think, than the average fan understands because of his versatility to play in the box, to play deep. Whatever you need him to do, Cameron Curl can do, and he's a great story for a guy that was drafted in the seventh round. But do you want to pay him what the market says you need to pay him? Would you pay him $5 million right now? Absolutely. Would you pay him $8 million right now? Absolutely. But according to Track, his contract projection is four years, $57.7 million, which is about $14.4 million Average annual value, about 14 and a half, 14, 14 and a half million. Are you willing to pay that for Cameron Curl? I don't know. I feel like I would be, but this is where it gets interesting. Would you keep him around if you kind of knew what the coaching staff was? You kind of understood the scheme. You kind of understand what's going to happen. I think obviously you would like to because he's one of the best players on the defense. You want to keep those guys in place. But you've got a whole new coaching staff. You've got a whole new front office. I think this is something that's going to be refreshing for us as fans. Might hurt at times because it's going to be interesting to see what they view all these players as. But they don't have a prior relationship with Cam Curl. They don't have a prior relationship really with many of these players. And so they can make a more objective decision on what they want to do with these guys. 
Personally, I want to see Cam Curl remain in a Washington Commanders uniform. That's up to these guys to kind of evaluate how they're going to use them in the defense, whether he's going to be worth that cash or not. You know, he's a nice story. He's been a fun player to watch. It's been cool to see what he's become and even see some of the recognition that he gets sometimes on broadcast or nationally when people point out, yeah, Cam Curl's a heck of a football player, and he came from being a seventh-round pick to what he is now. That's awesome, but Adam Peters doesn't care. (laughs) Adam Peters just looks and sees, this is the production I see on the field. This is what he's probably going to ask in free agency, or if he wants to re-sign with us, this is what the deal's going to look like. Is he worth it or is he not? So Cam Curl, I think, is going to be the number one guy that I would try to bring back from the guys that you would re-sign from the team. But they're going to have to really look at this. Dan Quinn, Joe Witt Jr., they've talked about how they want to use guys to their strengths, how they want to find unique guys that they can use their abilities. I think Cam Curl would be perfect because he can do so many things well. And they can find unique ways to use him and probably have him make more of an impact than he was even before because the the impact before was more understated. You know, you don't see him, like I said, coming away with the football all the time and making all these huge plays and hitting guys over the middle field. Like, you don't necessarily see that all the time, but you just know that Cam Curl's making an impact just by listening to what everyone talks about when they say things about Cam Curl. I wonder if you get him in a defense where they're going to find ways to play to these guys' strengths, and use those unique traits that players have, maybe you see Cam Curl making some of those plays because that's something that we fell in love with, it seemed like, his rookie year, was this guy wasn't just out there playing, he was making plays. And we saw that a little bit before with Derek Forrest, and then he kind of took a step back. You know, a guy that was out there that was kind of a nobody, a fifth-round pick, and all of a sudden he's picking balls off. He's making plays on the football. He's doing some things that we hadn't seen at the safety position in a while. You were excited about that. I think Cam Curl has to be at the top of the list. That's number one just because of the timeline. I'd be trying to re-sign him, frankly. If I was put in Adam Peters' spot, if I'm Dan Quinn, if I'm Joe Witt Jr. and I'm looking through, I want to keep 31 around. To me, there's there's a couple building blocks on this team. Two of them are up front right there in the middle. Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, and then you look at the other rest of the team. Who knows exactly what it is defensively outside of those two? But to me, it's Cam Curl is the next best. And honestly, in a lot of ways, I think Cam Curl is the second most important behind John Allen. I think Payne kind of benefits from Allen. I think Cam Curl was the second most important guy just because of what he can do all over the field. And if that's the kind of guy, and now you've got a little extra space, I'll pay $14 million. Ideally, you'd want to pay around 10 but you can't be cheap all the time. That's the nature of free agency. You're going to have to overpay for guys if you really want them, and to keep them, it, that's the benefit for the players, right? They can hit free agency and go somewhere else if you're not willing to match the number they want. And you've gotten them for a bargain the last couple of years, maybe you just pay up now. And just because you pay them $14.5 million, you can find ways to work around that where you can still keep a lot of cap space open this year, or you can find ways to make it so you've got some cap space down the road, Whatever the case may be, now's the time to spend. I'm going to talk about this tomorrow with the Nationals. I think next year's the time to spend, but that's a totally different sport. A totally different sport. With football, the time to spend is when you're going to have a quarterback on a rookie contract. And it doesn't matter if it's that first year, that second year, that third year, that fourth year. 
or maybe even that fifth year, but spend when they're on the rookie contract and then find ways to make it work, whether it's front-loading a deal so that way when you have to pay the quarterback, you can still afford it. Whatever it is, now's the time to spend the money. So go ahead and spend and keep your guys that are good enough to play for this team, which aren't many. Kendall Fuller, maybe. Cameron Curl, for sure, for me. So if I'm sitting in Adam Peters' spot, if we're looking just at phase one of the offseason and looking in-house, guys that are free agents that you want to keep, honestly, the rest of them could go. It doesn't really matter to me. I think some of them are going to be backups or guys that play sparingly. That's fine. Make those deals. Those aren't going to be, again, the big picture moves. Big picture thing for me, the the a big impact thing for me, Cameron Curl, I think that's got to be at the top of the priority list just again because of the timeline. I'm keeping that guy. I think he's unique. I think he can make a lot of plays on the football for years, even though he's been playing really good. I'll take my chances that Dan Quinn and Joe Witt Jr. can figure it out. This is a guy that is a unique, really good football player. I'm keeping Cam Curl. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll take a look at free agents around the league. I think there's a couple guys that are available that really catch my eye. One in particular I would put at the top of my list might not be in a position you'd expect. We'll talk about it next. You're on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's overtime on The Fan. Toby Altizer with you until 10 o'clock. Plenty of time for you guys to hop in as well. 800 636 1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. You can always tweet at me as well at Toby underscore Altizer. Again, today, salary cap released for the NFL, 255.4, which is much larger than people were expecting. A $30.6 million cap increase. People were projecting around 240. So about 10, 15 more, depending upon where you looked for the projection. About 10, 15 more than they were expecting. I said last segment, if we're looking at guys to re-sign, I want to bring Cam Curl back. The spot track projection for his contract is, again, four years, 
$57.7 million. That's $14.4 million average annual value. I'd be willing to do it. I think he's a unique player. I think he's a good player. I'd be willing to bring back Cam Curl. Now, looking at some free agents, the guy that's probably at the top of my list that I think is interesting. I know some people are going to look at different positions, and I will, but I think, to me, the entire season next year kind of was what this whole season was about, too, is developing the quarterback. That's what it's going to be about. Let's just be real. There's going to be a new quarterback next year. I know some people are going to say trade back. I'd be willing to bet that ain't happening. <laughs> it's just I just don't think that's happening. I know you could get a large amount of picks. I know you can get a lot of stuff, and maybe we can dive into that more if you want to. That ain't happening to me. It just isn't. I think they're taking a quarterback at two. I don't know. I, I would like to trade up to one. I think that's a possibility if it didn't cost everything. But either way, I think they're taking a quarterback. It's either going to be Drake May, it's going to be Jaden Daniels, or it's going to be Caleb Williams. And so what's next year going to be about? Making sure that that quarterback is put in a position to succeed. It doesn't necessarily have to be in a position to lead you to the playoffs right away. But put them in a spot where they can grow and develop and turn into a good NFL quarterback and have a good rookie year. Even if the rookie year has some struggles, maybe they have some bad numbers, but you see some growth and they're put in a spot where you can see them starting to figure things out. And that's fine. They don't have to be a playoff team next year when they draft a rookie quarterback. You know, if if Drake May comes in here and he throws 20 interceptions and the team wins five games, it doesn't mean they should just go right back into the first round and draft a, another quarterback if he shows promise and shows some growth and shows you what you want to see. I think next year is going to be about the quarterback, kind of like it was this year when we talked about Sam Howell. And we got that answer at quarterback. I love Sam Howell, but we got the answer. And the answer was no. He's not the future. So with that in mind, that next year to me is all about the quarterback once again. I like Dalton Schultz. I don't know if he's going to hit the free agent market. He's technically going to be an unrestricted free agent. If I'm Houston, for the same reasons I'm going to lay out, I'd be trying to bring him back. That tight end is a nice insulator and insurance policy for quarterbacks. It's just nice to have a reliable tight end. Someone, when all else fails, you just go to old reliable, and that's usually the tight end. And think about a guy coming in here, and they're going to have good weapons on the outside. Uh, It's something that I think is crazy when people say that they're not going to be set up to have a rookie quarterback brought in. Sure you will. You're going to have $80 million in cap space, and you're going to be able to draft guys to help out in the rest of the draft. They're going to find a way to put this guy in the best position possible. They're not going to be foolish like the Panthers were last year, where they traded everything. They drafted Bryce Young, and they said, here's your number one guy, Adam Thielen. And not Adam Thielen from four years ago. Adam Thielen right now, that is old. Here's your other top guy, DJ Chark. Like, come on. (laughs) They set him up for failure. And good quarterbacks a lot of times can overcome that because you could have said the same thing. The same thing would have been said in Houston had had C.J. Stroud not been spectacular. Say it kind of flipped. They would have said the same thing. Well, you only gave him Nico Collins as your number one receiver. So quarterbacks can overcome it to an extent. But I think that Adam Peters is going to come in here and realize, all right, I'm going to draft a quarterback at two, whichever one he chooses. 
We're going to have that debate plenty over the next couple months, and we already have already. But I'm going to make sure I put this guy in the position to succeed. I'm going to get the offensive line in order. I hired Cliff Kingsbury, who's a quarterback whisperer by many accounts. I hired Brian Johnson, who's good with quarterbacks. I kept Tavita Pritchard around, who's good with quarterbacks. I've got everything in place to help this quarterback out. I'm going to figure out the offensive line. But to me, top thing on the list, if you're looking at pass catchers, get Dalton Schultz. You don't necessarily need a third wide receiver if you have a good third option and tight end. You can draft a guy in the fourth or fifth round or bring back, sign some veteran for four or five million dollars or hope Deami Brown takes a step that we haven't seen in his first couple of years. But either way, Dalton Schultz is someone that if he hits the market, I would like to see Washington all over. Another reason, too, and this is something that isn't talked about enough. This is something that is very real, and if you're constructing a roster, needs to be brought up. We talk about quarterback all the time. Rightfully so, it's the most important position on the field. And we talk about the value of a quarterback on a rookie deal. Do we not? We talk about it all the time. We just talked about it a couple minutes ago. Tight end? Not necessarily the case. You don't have to pay a tight end tons and tons of money. My point is, these premium positions, and I know people are going to look at edge rusher, they're going to look at corner, they're going to look at quarterback, all these things. Those positions cost a lot of money. They're the premium positions. So to me, that's why when you hear Adam Peters talk, our philosophy is going to be build through the draft, supplement through free agency. This is kind of where I think it would be. You can find value at other positions in free agency. Like the projected contract right now for Dalton Schultz and free agency is three years, $34 million. Are you willing to pay $11, $11.5 for Dalton Schultz to hang out for three years to help out the young quarterback? Why wouldn't you be? Last year, I think he made $6 million with the Texans because the tight end market just never really was there. So maybe you could get him even cheaper than that. I don't, I don't know that that's going to be the case. If I'm Houston, I'm doing everything possible to keep him around. But I would like to find a tight end. And it doesn't even have to be Dalton Schultz, necessarily. I think, for me, I like him as a pass catcher. I like his ability. We've seen him kind of grow the last couple of years. And he really helped out C.J. Stroud last year. So why wouldn't he be able to do the same thing, in in theory, with a young quarterback here? But just find a tight end. And I think it needs to be a veteran one. I do. I like Jatavion Sanders out of Texas. I think that he can be a really good player. And if you were to draft him, I would love that pick. But I still think they would need to sign a tight end to be a good helper, a veteran that can step in right away. And maybe Sanders, as the year goes on, kind of like Tank Dell did in Houston last year, as things kind of went on, he grew into that role and became a really good player and someone that C.J. Stroud trusted more and more throughout the season. But it took a little bit. So who's he going to? He's going to Nico Collins, right? A veteran guy that kind of had one of his best years, if not his best year. I think that's kind of what you got to do if you're going to do this. Get a tight end to help out. That's something this team hasn't had a really, really effective one in a while. Logan Thomas had a good year, but he's been injured. He struggled. Find a way to get a tight end. I think that'll make a big difference for this quarterback. It'll just help him out so much. Obviously, having Terry, having Jahan's going to help. Fixing the offensive line is something that needs to be done as well. I would look, though... Because if we're talking about this and just getting into this discussion and we're looking at values, you're not finding value at offensive tackle in free agency. That's where you have to spend money. That's why you look at these positions when, again, the the thought process if you're Adam Peters, what are the positions I have to pay the most for in free agency that cost the most? 
the most premium positions. Offensive tackle, quarterback, corner, defensive end. Now it's more of defensive tackle as well. That's where I draft. So when I look at the draft, I'm not saying, uh, let's take tight end here, let's do this. I'm looking at receivers now, a premium position that you have to pay a lot of money for as well. Draft those guys because you get them for cheap, and then you can hopefully re-sign them and keep those guys around, but draft those guys. So draft a quarterback in the first round. If you want, draft an edge rusher. So that way you're not paying Bryce Huff $20 million. That way you're not paying one of these other guys $15 million that maybe isn't of that caliber. Instead, you're paying a second-round salary to a guy. So draft an edge rusher. Draft an offensive tackle. If you want to go into free agency and just spend all your money on the top dudes at the premium, it's just not how it's built. I think that the idea to supplement through free agency is a big one. And so don't be surprised if they don't spend huge at all the positions of need that you look at. Don't be surprised if they don't run out there and spend $35 million combined on edge rushers. Don't be surprised if they don't run out there and spend $25 million on an offensive tackle, or they go out there and spend big on some offensive guard, or they spend big at wide receiver or corner. I, I don't think that's the route they're going to go. I think that they're going to try to find ways to fix this roster through free agency, and it's not by spending big at the premium positions. Now, they might do one. They might do two at different positions, but they're not going to spend all of their money on just one, two, three guys. I hear all the time from people because they bring it up when they say trade back, there's a lot of holes on this roster. Well, you've got a lot of draft picks. That's where you fill the premium ones with young guys that are under contract that are cheap for a while. And then you fill it out by signing guys like a Dalton Schultz, signing a guy like a Tyler Biotish, which we'll hit on more in next segment. That's how you do it. You spend more supplementing. You don't go big game hunting in free agency. You, you fill the holes in free agency, which there's a lot of holes on the roster. But don't go sign just some random dude for $30 million. Would you rather have, because I hear this all the time, I'll ask you, you, you fan that wants to trade back and not take Drake May or Jaden Daniels or Caleb Williams, you fan that wants to trade back and acquire assets, would it not be better in free agency to not spend $25 million on an edge rusher and spend a combined $25 million on three players that can start for you right away. Just asking. It's the same philosophy, and I think when you look and hear what Adam Peters says, I think he's going to do more along the lines of what I'm saying and supplement the roster through free agency and not spend at the high-dollar positions and find ways to find value in free agency because the problem with free agency, if you don't do it correctly and you don't attack it correctly, is you end up with a lot of overpriced contracts, for guys that aren't fully doing their jobs to the level that you're expecting them to, and you don't want that. So how do you do it? You don't spend $35 million on some dude because he might not live up to it. Natural free agency, dudes are hitting it at 28, 29. They're not going to stick around for a decade with you. You're only signing them for two, three, four years. You've got to find value. And so I think looking at positions like tight ends, Looking at a position on the interior. I'm not saying you can't go spend on one edge rusher. But don't go spend $40 million on two combined edge rushers. I just think that there's ways to make this work. And 
I would not be surprised if you don't end up with the biggest, sexiest names in free agency. I just don't see them being someone that feels like they have to be exceptionally aggressive in free agency to try and fix all of this. But I think they're going to sign a lot of guys, and I think they're going to get some quality football players. And on top of all this, I trust Adam Peters. I trust what he's going to do. Maybe I'm wrong. (laughs) Maybe he spends all the money on the premium positions. I don't know that that's the right way to go. That's not really what he said he's going to do. But either way, I'll trust Adam Peters. We'll see what he can do. We we don't have much to go off of yet. We'll see what he can do. 800-636-1067. MGM National Harbor listener lines are open. You can also tweet at me at Toby underscore Altizer. Talking about the Commanders offseason. They got plenty of cap room, most of the National Football League. What should they do with it? We'll talk more about it next. You're on the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Overtime on the fan. Toby Altizer with you. Sitting in Adam Peters' chair currently. To talk about what I would do this offseason. 800-636-1067. MGM National Harbor listener lines are open. You can also tweet at me at Toby underscore Altizer. The Commanders have the most cap space in the National Football League. What should they do with it? Let's get out to Chris in Hyattsville. Chris, thanks for holding. What's going on? What's up, Toby? How you doing, Chris? Um... Hey, um, congrats on the that you're going to the West Palma. Excited be about a good it, man. Time. Excited about it. Uh, listen, I disagree with oh, some of the things you're saying about free agency. Sure. Uh, of, of all the sports, football posts the least risk when regards to free agency uh, because for a couple reasons. Number one, most of the contracts are not guaranteed except for, you know, Kirk Cousins or you know, superstars that – negotiate that and signing bonuses, but the contracts are not guaranteed. So you're not saddled with a bad player for a long time. Like, like you are in baseball, you know, there's no Chris Davis's of the NFL. Correct. Um, second, 
the NFL franchises have more guaranteed revenue than any other sport uh, because of the television well, contract. Real quick, Chris. So, I, I'm not worried about being able to pay this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a salary cap thing. Because you sign a guy to a four-year deal, three-year deal, I'm not worried about you not having the cash or it, like, holding you. It's the salary cap. You know, if you end up cutting a guy. But the, but the cap, we just proved this year that the cap is, it's imaginary. It goes up every year. It does go up every year, but dollars. It, it's not going to go up $30 million every year. And it's not good practice to have a bunch of guys that you keep cutting and have dead cap all over the place. So, oh, no, I agree with that, too. I'm not saying you need to spend wildly and yeah. irresponsibly. Yeah. But you also shouldn't have $90 million in cap space. Like well, that, it, it also, they're going to have to the, spend on it. the opposite side of the scale is irresponsible. If you have an NFL franchise that you're committed to winning, you shouldn't have that much available cap space. Well, um, there's two things so, with that. There's two things with that. I don't want to overplay players. One, but two, you're right. If you have 90 million in cap space, you know what that means? It means you have a bad football team because <laughs> like, a lot of guys right. aren't getting paid a lot. So, um, I, I, there's one, one position I think that they really need to address is the linebacker position. It's also going to depend on what kind of defense they play, whether they play like a traditional 4-3 or they sort of, sort of play this amoeba defense that they have now that's really popular in the NFL. But uh, Devin White is a really mm. great linebacker from Tampa. He had a down year last year, so maybe you can get some value on him. But he's a former all-pro, pro ball player, you know, was, you know, sort of a defensive of the year kind of candidate when they went to the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I would love to see them upgrade that position and just add some leadership because you're, you need that. Right now, what I think they're really lacking is they don't have the quarterback of the defense. Um, they might have guys who are cerebral, but they don't also have the physical talent. Yeah. And I think that uh, White is that guy. Yeah, I agree. Chris, appreciate the phone call, man. Yeah, I think that Devin White would be a nice fit. I'd be interested in what you could get for him or how much you'd have to pay for him, because this is a guy that, like he said, was highly regarded during their Super Bowl run, and this past season he was getting left off the field in certain situations for another guy. So maybe you could find him as a reclamation project. I don't know that it's a long-term thing, but maybe you can find some value there for one year, maybe a short-term two-year deal, something like that. You don't have to pay as much. And he's got lots of ability. He's got lots of talent and see if Dan Quinn can unlock him. I think he's good in a lot of aspects. I don't know that he's necessarily as great. I think he's not great in pass coverage, but either way, like maybe you can find ways to blitz him off the edge and blitz him up the middle. Just do some various things with him. I think Dan Quinn and Joe Witt Jr. could find some fun ways to use him. I agree, though. And that's one of those positions, too, that falls into what I was talking about. Linebacker isn't a position that you have to pay large amounts of money compared to what the other positions make in free agency. So linebacker would fit in that, you know, filling out the roster, supplementing through free agency. That would kind of fit in that mold. Get out to PJ, who is in Reston. PJ, what's going on? Toby, uh, I love the the topic at hand. Uh, it's a great topic because it's, it's making people think instead of people just blurting out, fire the coach, do this, do that. It's <laughs> making people actually offer a solution. I'm, I'm one of these people that, like, I always hate when somebody says, oh, get rid of that coach. It's like, okay, but who would you bring in or players or whatever, right? Sure. So uh, much much respect, man. You're a rising star. It's a very important topic. Um, so I'm going to have so much to, to input on the free agency thing. I'm going to try to say it as fast as I can out of respect for, for other callers. So I would have a – I pretty much agree with you. Now, what I – okay, 
you don't necessarily have to go for like uh, who's going to be twenty five million a year, like Josh Allen, the, the Jacksonville mm-hmm. Jaguars defensive end, right? Yeah, he's super expensive. But what I don't want to do, I don't want to get like fifteen C or C plus guys. I want to get a good group of five, six, seven, eight B plus guys because you can get twenty, thirty of these C plus level guys. It, they're not difference makers. It's just spinning your wheels. Sure. On the other hand, you go, you get two or three high price guys. One of them gets injured. That's another problem. So there's a happy medium. This is exactly what I would do. I would take a quarterback with that second pick. I would even uh, see if New England values May or, or Daniels more. I wouldn't go down more than three. You got to get one of these quarterbacks. But if New England, let's say Goo Goo Gaga over one of the quarterbacks, if you can pick up a couple of extra mid round picks at the minimum, right, to go back one slot. If you've got Daniels and May about the same, do it. Uh, but as far as the free agent pick, this is what I would do. My number one target, God bless the previous caller, would be Devin White. First, you go after Devin White because I think these uh, smaller, speedy linebackers, speedy linebackers and fast safeties are going to become as valuable as corners and defensive ends. Uh, not big linebackers, but these speedy linebackers. Devin White, number one. Number two, if he's, if you can, if he's just asking for too much, then you go to Frankie Louvu. Number three, if you can't get Frankie Louvu, you get Kyle Duger, who is a huge safety. Uh, we've, there's a lot of good uh, guards in free agency. I would either get one of the, uh, the, the higher-ranked guards on the ESPN Top 50 list and maybe move Cosme to tackle, or I would get one of the, the tackles. It would be malpractice not to get at least one starting offensive lineman. And then you also add one in the draft. Um, I, would, I don't think Bryce Huff would be 20 million. Maybe you can't get Danielle Hunter or the other guys. Um, but I would try to get, you know, five or six, seven B-plus guys. Also, this is uh, interesting. If Chase Young is not getting offers for, like, 20 million and he's willing to come back for, like, 15 million, that would be something to look at because – out of the four years he was here, he actually only played bad one year. The first and fourth years he played respectable, and uh, it was the third year he played bad. The second year he was hurt the whole time. Um, and uh, then the second I would, year before he got hurt, he played bad too. So Roger that. I, I and think it's I like two also, and two maybe. Gotcha. And I would also get like a, like a you know a secondary guy. Oh, another thing. Austin Eckler or Tony Pollard, you can probably get them for you know a reasonable like two years, 14 million or something like that. Because uh, get, get them as a third down back, especially Austin Eckler. They would just go amazing with uh, B-Rob and Chris Rodriguez. Uh, and, I, I, you know, we got to beef up tight end too. But, but that's what I would do. Maybe not get a 25-30 man guy, but you, you got to get B-plus guys. You, 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 it's not going to be doing I anything agree on to that. get a bunch of C-level guys. I agree on that. PJ, I appreciate the phone call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point. I don't necessarily want them to sign a bunch of borderline backups. <laughs> you know, I want them to sign some guys that you feel like you can depend on at the position for the next three to four years. I think Dalton Schultz falls in that, that category. I have D- Tyler Biotish on my list here. I like Tyler Biotish because I feel like a center could help out a new quarterback. He's not going to feel like he has as much responsibility and protection and all those things. Uh, I think maybe seven, eight, nine, ten million million for Biotish. I would bring him in, someone like that, maybe sign a guard. The reason I'm not necessarily mentioning a tackle, that's something I would plan to address through the NFL draft. Obviously, you're going quarterback there. I would probably sign one, maybe two edge rushers, but I don't know if I'm going to go with a premium route there. I like Bryce Huff. I like what he brings. I don't know if I'm going that high. I don't know if I'm going to go there. Maybe it's a guy like an Epinesa who's going to be available. Maybe it's a guy like a Dorrance Armstrong who will be available. Those sorts of moves I don't hate because to me... When you look at edge rusher, didn't we have this discussion before with Montez Sweat 
And look, I'm fine with the trade. I'm not saying that they shouldn't have made it. I'm not trying to go back on it. But didn't we have the discussion before about paying an edge rusher big money when Montez Sweat was traded? And I get that Adam Peters didn't make that decision. I get all of those things. But I don't know. You already talked about not paying an edge rusher $25 million, which is what Montez Sweat is making. And, you know, talking between the show with, with Grant and some of the guys, they brought up some valid points. Like, would you rather have Bryce Huff for $18 million and a second-round pick, or would you have, rather have Montez for twenty five? You'll take Bryce Huff. But I don't know if saving $7 million is all you were going for. I kind of think that you're going to need Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne to show up in the new defense. And in my opinion, I don't know that I need a premier edge talent. I, and if I want a premier edge talent, I draft him in the second or third round. I draft that guy. And I'll pay a Dorrance Armstrong to play on the other side. I'm not saying get a bunch of scrubs to play on the edge like they had, <laughs> frankly, towards the end of the season to play alongside John Allen and Deron Payne, but get some guys that aren't going to go for $15 million, but are going for 10, maybe 12, maybe eight, somewhere around there. I, I do think that there is a lot for this team to do this offseason, a lot of different directions they can go. And again, I think this is why this job was so intriguing. All this discussion we're having right now, if you're a diehard football fan, is so much fun. It's so much fun to go through all of this. Imagine being the guy doing it. Imagine being the guy that's sitting in the room saying, here's what we're going to do in the draft. Here's what we're going to do in free agency. Here's how we're going to rework all of this roster. That's why Adam Peters wanted to come here. And I think, honestly, too, all the stuff we're talking about right now, it's why Ben Johnson, why Mike McDonald, why some of the coaches didn't want to come here. I think that's a really good point. Forgot who brought it up, but this is an attractive job if you're a general manager because you get to do general manager things. You get to be the guy that fixes everything and fixes the roster. If you're a coach, man, I might get fired if I go three and fourteen. <laughs> you know, I, I might get fired if I go four and thirteen, five and twelve. I don't want that. I want to go somewhere where it's a little more ready-made. So I'm intrigued to see what Adam Peters ultimately decides to do quickly because I, I want to transition when we get to nine o'clock here and talk about a dream versus nightmare scenario for for the offseason. What are some of the things that would characterize that? What's your dream scenario? What's your nightmare scenario? 800-636-1067. But looking at the NFL draft, I think for me, I went through and did a PFF mock draft just the first couple of rounds because, you know, just kind of get an idea as opposed to just throwing out prospects. Just give a real idea of, of what you're looking at, what I would do. Number two overall is pretty easy. I'm taking Drake May. I'm sticking there taking Drake May. Honestly, if I had to choose, I wouldn't hate trading up to get Caleb Williams. I know that's not a popular thing, but I would still consider trading up to get Caleb Williams because to me, that's my top guy. But in this case, stay at two, take Drake May. Second round, offensive tackle Jordan Morgan. I like him. I'll take that. I'll get an offensive tackle. And then I passed on center Zach Frazier out of West Virginia. Edge rusher Chris Braswell out of Alabama. 40th pick. I took edge rusher Darius Robinson out of Missouri. I don't think he's going to be there at 40. Kind of think from what we're hearing, he's probably going to be somewhere taken at least right before them in the second round, if not into the first round. But I'll take Darius Robinson. I took him over edge rusher Chop Robinson and tight end Jatavion Sanders. Chop Robinson would be fine at that pick too. I think you do need to get an edge rusher. I do. 
And I'm not going out of the second round without at least taking one tackle. Because to me, here's the thing. Charles Leno starts at left tackle for you next year. It's not the end of the world. Andrew Wiley starts at you starts at right tackle for you next year. That might be the end of the world. Now, if he plays left guard, maybe it's fine. Maybe he can move around. He's played some guard before. I don't want him playing right tackle next year. Cosme's fine at right guard. I'd be fine with Leno at left tackle. The other three spots, they need to be addressed. An offensive tackle, I think, is something that you can try and find in the draft and then start building that offensive line around that. I'm taking a tackle in the second round, Jordan Morgan, and then the edge rusher, Darius Robinson. I, I think they need to get an edge rusher at some point during the draft. I'd rather that than spend big money on some of these guys. And then 67, their first pick in the third round. I went back to the offensive tackle well, Blake Fisher. So this is interesting. If you read the profile that's put together by NFL.com, I'm pulling it up right now. I, I think it's really interesting what you hear at the end of this because he's the right tackle to what um to what Joe Alt was at Notre Dame. He he was the the right tackle. I'm seeing if I can find it here on the NFL. If not, I'll I'll get it for you next segment. But there was one executive that talked about, I believe it was the AFC, and said this guy might be the more natural talent compared to Joe Alt. And Joe Alt is going to be the first tackle taken in the draft more than likely. So if that's the case, I might take my chances with Blake Fisher here. You get him in the third round. Uh, Lance Zerline, I listened to a podcast with him. I know he's a big fan of, of Blake Fisher, so that's interesting. I took him over linebacker Junior Colson, wide receiver Brendan Rice, who really intrigues me. I don't know if I would spend a third rounder on him, but I'm, I really like Brendan Rice, linebacker Jeremiah Trotter, and offensive tackle Patrick Paul. And then pick 101, I didn't necessarily love any of the options there, but I ended up going with tight end Cade Stover over cornerback Andrew Phillips out of Kentucky, cornerback Jarvis Brownlee Jr. out of Louisville, and linebacker Tommy Eichenberg out of Ohio State. So just kind of a mock look at what the offseason could look like. We can get into some of the free agents. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow afternoon. Uh, some of the top free agents, because you guys mentioned some of the guys. Uh, I like a Kyle Duggar. To me, if they don't re-sign Cam Curl, Kyle Duggar would make some sense there. Frankie Louvu be interested if he could be used in a Parsons-type role as a, as a rusher. Obviously, I talked about Dalton Schultz, Devin White. Like, There's a lot of intriguing free agents this team could go after. We can spend some more time on that another time. But coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll get into this next. What's your dream scenario for the offseason? Can be anything, whether it's getting a specific quarterback, whether it's them signing X amount of guys, this guy, that guy, trading for the whatever it may be. And what's your nightmare scenario? Like, we've, we've been talking here in the office about some various things that could happen that we've seen all over the internet. And we're like, man, that might test the fandom a little bit. What's your nightmare scenario for the offseason for the Commanders. 800-636-1067. MGM National Harbor listener lines are open. You can also tweet at me at Toby underscore Altizer. When we come back, what's your dream? What's your nightmare scenario for the offseason for the Commanders? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.